Welcome to the Raw Food Health Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Salmon, Certified Integrative Nutrition Coach and author of You Can Afford to Be Healthy. And this podcast will provide the encouragement you need to stay on track eating high raw whole foods vegan. This is an ITAL lifestyle which preceded veganism. This is the lifestyle of my ancestors. The ITAL way of eating not only excludes anything of animal origin, but also anything that is processed or contains man-made substances or chemicals. My guest today is raw foodie Lori Weiss, who's an entrepreneur, social media influencer, and self-love advocate. She currently resides in Florida. Thank you so much, Lori, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I've been watching you online uh, spread the raw vegan message for the longest time, and I wanted to get your story on record. Like, What inspired you to go raw vegan? Uh, So it all started with my health journey. Basically, my former girlfriend, she was inspired to start like healing some stomach issues that she had. And because she was doing that, I was like, hey, I've had stomach issues like my whole life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I want to heal that too. Like, that's cool. That sounds like a great idea. So I started uh, going to a gastroenterologist. Okay. And he was running all these tests and everything would come back normal. And the at my final appointment, he said, you know, we could do this other test, but it's going to cost, and it was like thousands of dollars. And I was like, uh, no, thanks. I'm going to figure this out on my own. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he never once asked me about the food I was eating. And that just seemed so crazy to me, like a stomach doctor who wasn't asking me about the food I was eating. And I was like, okay, it definitely has to be something about the food I'm eating. Right. And I was already vegan. And I knew that being vegan was like healthier than what I was eating before. So I knew I had to change something within my vegan diet. Mm -hmm. And uh, so my ex-girlfriend had experiment like she was trying a bunch of different things and one of the things that she was trying was like raw vegan fruitarianism and at first I was like what like that's crazy I basically was like you're gonna die like (laughs) I sent her you know this like thing about Steve Jobs and how he was fruitarian and I was just like what no like you're gonna die like Steve Jobs and um But because of like what the point that I got to with like the doctor and with my diet and I just was like, okay, like, let me look into this fruitarian thing. Maybe it's not so crazy after all. Mm -hmm. And so I just started looking it up online and things just started to click for me. And so that's, you know, how I ended up really, I don't, I don't necessarily want to say healing my IBS because I guess I feel like you know, I don't know where I'm at in the healing journey of that, but, um, that's how I got started on working on healing my IBS. So before, when you went to the gastroenterologist, you had IBS symptoms that were pretty strong. Yeah. So it got to a point where like I had gone vegan and my IBS got worse and, um, it was like, 
whenever I would eat, my stomach would make these really loud, like digesting sounds. Mm -hmm. Like, and I was working in an office that was very, very quiet. (laughs) And I was like, this is not going to work for me. (laughs) So that, yeah, it got worse. So then now, like with the raw vegan diet, Mm -hmm. when you say it's not healed, like what's the difference been for you? Um, so yeah, I guess I never, I don't know if we're ever really like healed. I guess that's just terminology for me. (laughs) You know, I guess I feel like it's kind of like symptoms or it's kind of like in remission or something, you know, (laughs) cause you're not having those noise symptoms anymore. Right. Yeah. And I just feel like, um, well, I used to have tons of diarrhea Mm -hmm. and that only happens for me now if I'm you know, detoxing and cleansing. Right. Um, And so for me, it's very much like I've noticed how like the gut skin connection. So like my skin started glowing um, and I always had really bad skin. And that was something that I didn't even. That's crazy. Yeah. That was something I had no idea was going to be impacted by this diet. Um, But like the first week that I went raw, I did a mango island. And within a few days, my skin was like cleared up. It was glowing. And I had been wearing makeup for many years. Like I would Mm -hmm. put, you know, foundation or cover up or whatever on my face. And I looked in the mirror one day, I remember, and I was like, uh, I don't think I have to wear that anymore. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I just stopped wearing it. So a couple questions. First, (laughs) explain a mango island because I think a lot of listeners won't get that term. Yeah. So it's just eating mangoes for the full day and sometimes several days. You know, it depends on how, you know, people do islands. So that's what it's called when you exclusively eat one type of fruit uh, for a period of time. And uh, so I did uh, 10 days of mango Island and I was eating, yeah, I was eating nine mangoes a day. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had three meals a day, three mangoes per meal. And at first, like it was so crazy to me because I had never even eaten one full mango in my life. Before the island. Before that, yeah. So why would you even choose mangoes? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so Um, my ex-girlfriend had said, you know, and she was one that suggested like we should start because she had tried, but she was kind of like not really understanding. Like she didn't, she couldn't figure out the diet on her own. She really needed someone to do it with her. Mm -hmm. And so when I decided, okay, let's do this. I was like, all right, so, you know, what do I do? (laughs) And she had done research that basically said that you should start with a mango island or with an island, with a fruit island. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I guess we, I know she was not enthused about banana island. And then I think, uh, we were just trying to figure out like what the other options were and, uh, mangoes were on sale Okay, (laughs) at Whole Foods. That makes sense. So yeah, it was like mango season. Uh, and I think the mangoes were on sale. So yeah, I think it was just like, between that and like the options that she, cause she was a picky eater and mm-hmm. I'm like, I am not a picky eater. And so I was like, all right, you know, whatever you need me to eat, I'll eat it. <laughs> and so it sounds like yeah. you were just a really supportive girlfriend. Oh yeah, for sure. Like at first, I, well, you know, at first I was like, no, you're going to die. Um, <laughs> but then once I really thought about it, 
yes. and I looked things up on my own, then yeah, it was like, let's do this. And we did it together. So she was visiting me. Mm-hmm. So we were long distance. She was visiting me. And then she went back home and got her own mangoes. And then we were doing it simultaneously from across the country. (laughs) I see. And then the other question I had from your story was that, like, when you say that you had, like, IBS symptoms after Mm -hmm. going vegan, it automatically has me thinking about um, grains. Mm. Um, And I'm just wondering, were you eating a lot of breads and stuff, pastas? So for me, it was food combining. And... Um, yeah, it was, I was having a lot of nuts as well as like fruit and dried fruit. Like I was putting all three of those things together. Mm. <laughs> uh, and so that's, yeah, cause I really didn't know, you know, with vegan, I knew, I knew what that meant. I knew how to eat vegan, but I didn't really know about like the healthy vegan options. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I just didn't know about the whole world of like high carb, low fat and like all this, you know, I just knew vegan as like, you know, I was doing it for the ethical reasons. Right. And so I was eating what I thought was healthy, which was this, I was two times a day, I was having a kale salad. So it was like, you know, really rough greens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so kale salad with walnuts, apples, and dates. And it was delicious, but it was killing my stomach. Interesting. Yeah. And so once I came to the raw vegan lifestyle, that's when I learned about food combining. And that's when it made sense, like why my stomach was going so crazy from those salads. Yeah. And it's, that's really interesting because that combination would not affect me. Oh, really? Yeah. And hasn't, uh, I don't think I've, yeah, I've, I've definitely had dates in the salad dressing before. So um, it wouldn't affect me. And that's not something that we really talk about too much. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because food mm-hmm. combining is really important. And it just like your story is just a testament to bio-individuality, you know, mm-hmm. like we're all a unique Petri dish, even though eating whole foods, plant-based is the natural diet for humans, mm-hmm. um, how it looks for everybody is going to be different, you know? For sure. Yeah. And it's been a total journey of experimentation and I'm constantly experimenting. Like I'm still experimenting. I, I'm probably going to do some experimenting in the next few days. Like I'm constantly tweaking things, trying things, changing things because I, you know, I'm obsessed with contrasts and I just made a YouTube video about that. Like I'm obsessed with like, you, you don't know what feels good until you have something to compare it to. And you don't know if something feels bad unless you have something to compare it to. So you have to keep trying things to see like, Oh, that felt better. That felt worse. Right. Right. So many people attribute, you know, um, lack of time as a huge factor for why they don't eat clean, right? So how have Mm -hmm. you managed to overcome this? Well, I have to say I'm very fortunate because I'm an entrepreneur and I work from home. (laughs) Yeah. So I can really schedule my day however I want. And actually, I became raw and I became an entrepreneur simultaneously. Those two things happened exactly at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I've been very fortunate that I've been able to use my time however I want. But with that being said, I'm an extreme believer in where there's a will, there's a way. And so for anyone who says they don't have time, I believe what they're really saying is they don't want to make the time. (laughs) And I just believe it's 
you know, it's, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, there's, there's ways to do this very simply. How I eat is very simple. I don't do anything complicated. Um, I do only simple recipes. That's like how I make it sustainable. Like I don't do anything complicated. It's very simple. Everything uses the blender. I use my blender three times a day. Right. You know, like I, I just keep things to a time minimum, really. So like, you know, you said before that you were working in an office. Mm-hmm. And if you were back in that office, like what mm-hmm. would your uh, breakfast and lunch look like? Oh, that's a good question. So I would definitely bring a giant smoothie mm-hmm. uh, and or a whole bunch of fruit that's really easy to eat. Like, um, you know, either. Okay. So I would say citrus or bananas or apples or like cut up mangoes. So I would prepare things ahead of time. That's what I would do the night before. And I, you know, I, when I was working in the office, this is what I would do. I would prepare my food ahead of time, like the night before. And so I would just do the same thing. It would just be with fruit instead of, you know, salads. (laughs) Yeah. And so you would come home and have your salad in the evening. Um, so yeah, um, I'm trying to think do of eat mm-hmm. salads, right? Cause I, saw I do, <laughs> I do. So basically how I eat now, um, I am usually, okay. So I have my juices. I actually just did a video about this. So I have juice at like 10 AM. Um, I'll have like two juices or a juice and watermelon. So if I was having watermelon, I would cut that up ahead of time. Um, So yeah, I would make juice the night before if I was working in an office. But yeah, I have my juice from juices from 10 to noon. Then at noon is when, and this is approximate times, at noon is when I'll have my banana meal. So that's like a smoothie or a nice cream or smoothie bowl. And then at three, four, usually I'm preparing my food at three, like my salad. Um, So around three. So around four is when I'm or three 30 or four is when I'm having my salad. So it's kind of like I'm fitting things all into the middle of the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's the luxury of working from home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I, and if I wasn't working from home, I would just kind of like shift that. Yeah. So like my former partner who I live with, he has the good fortune of having me make his meals. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, he just eats like when he comes home from work, you know, yeah. so he, he just intermittent, intermittent fasts throughout the day. Okay. Yeah. And so for, I noticed too, for men, is he doing like a one meal a day type of thing? Yeah, basically. Yeah. For men, I notice it's really it's a lot easier for them to do that. And I noticed that's like the big trend right now for men is to do that one meal a day thing. Mm. Um, but I, and, and I had a question about him too, and you're saying he's your former partner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So having someone you're with be on the same path as you is, is super helpful. And I know mm. when you were talking about your previous relationship, how you got into raw was basically your girlfriend, um, is the one that introduced you to it. She wasn't raw, but she needed, you know, help and was interested in it. Then you got on board with her, mm-hmm. but then you found 
this other partner mm-hmm. who was already into um, raw veganism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been in. How a- how mm-hmm. did that happen? Um. So, well, okay. Funny story. He actually first saw me on YouTube. <laughs> ah. But I didn't find that out until later. Um, <laughs> but we first met. Um, we were both going to, okay, so my roommate, um, was a chiropractor. (laughs) There's so many parts of this story that it's like, (laughs) it's very complicated, but anyway, so my former roommate was a chiropractor and he ran a chiropractic, like, and wellness center. Mm -hmm. And so I would go there a lot, like to hang out basically. (laughs) And, uh, Michael, my former partner who I now still live with, (laughs) um, he was going to that chiropractic center Mm -hmm. and like he, when he first saw me, he was like, Oh, like I seen that girl on YouTube, you know, but I didn't know that till later. So how did you, how did you even meet and start talking? Like just because you were hanging out at the same place? So, Okay, the my friend who runs the ran the chiropractic center, he's vegan and he uh would do a lot of lectures on the benefits of like a healthy lifestyle and he would help his patients with doing a lot of cleanses and doing like a high fruit, you know, like he was into this lifestyle. He was not really living it like he's vegan and he's pretty healthy and everything but mm-hmm. um but he, that's what he was really like supporting in his center like this lifestyle right and so it was attracting people who are interested in this lifestyle mm-hmm. and so that's how michael found out about the center because he saw that there was a lecture on this topic and he's like oh you know i'm raw vegan vegetarian and you know, he wants to learn more about the lifestyle. So he had gone and my former roommate had said like, Oh, you should, you know, meet Michael because he's also raw vegan fruitarian. So, and I don't remember, neither of us remember the moment when we met, like <laughs> we know we met at the center cause there were also like other, he ran other events and stuff, but we know we met at the center, but we don't, remember the moment like we don't know if we were kind of like formally introduced or if I was like oh okay this is Michael like the person I was supposed to meet you know like I don't know yeah 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 but the the message that I get from this like for people who have a hard time and maybe in a situation where they're in the market and available you know Mm -hmm. to meet other people is just to go to vegan events and like I, I feel like that's really um, the best place to just get your tribe together, get your tribe strong. Cause especially from your story, mm-hmm. you being, you know, eating clean for as long as you've been um, doing, eating this way. Cause I've been watching you for a pretty long Four while. years. Four yeah. years. <laughs> so, um, and raw veganism, even four years uh, on a consistent basis is really difficult for most people. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. just having, you know, those social networks where you can kind of just submerge yourself and meet like-minded people to help yourself. And then you also meet a potential partner who can help you on that journey. 
I think definitely. Really Definitely. Helpful. I mean, so, okay. The longest, so I've been on this path for four years and or over four years. And the longest I've gone fully raw has been five months. And I'm a, I've been running Rocktober, you know, fully raw month on mm-hmm. YouTube. And at the end of Rocktober, that's going to mark me surpassing my record. <laughs> so I'll be into my sixth month. <laughs> yeah. And sorry, go ahead. Do you find that it gets easier each time? Definitely. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm not going to go back to cooked food at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, and I said in one of my videos, like, I don't know what my future holds. I don't know where I'm going to travel to. I don't know what my life circumstances will be. And, you know, so I'm, you know, always going to try my best. I'm always going to honor where I'm at my journey. And if I do go back to cook food, I'm not going to be like, Oh my God, I'm such a failure. Like I'm going to, exactly. Just, you know, I'm going to honor where I'm at and like whatever the situation is. Like, I don't believe that it's like this past fail or this like perfection. I don't believe in perfectionism and mm-hmm. perfect. And you know, those words don't exist in my world. So it's like, it's a journey, you know, and there's a flow to it. So I don't think I'll go back to cook food. Like I feel very confident in where I'm at on my raw journey. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I have no idea what my future holds. And I think it too, it's important to mention you live in Florida. Mm -hmm. So the weather doesn't get ridiculous. (laughs) And um, how is the fruit though? Because you've lived in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And Um, where -hmm. else have you lived outside of Hawaii and Florida? I lived in Santa Monica, California. Okay. (laughs) I lived in New Jersey during the winter. Wow. I lived in Hawaii. Then I lived in Colorado also during the winter. <laughs> and then now Florida. And I'm actually going to be in New Jersey this year from mid-November to mid-December. So I am going to be spending a month uh, in the, you know, the cold <laughs> weather. Right. <laughs> um, how's the fruit here? So I get most of my fruit from Costco. And I'd say that's it, the fruit has been really standard from Costco wherever mm-hmm. I've lived. <laughs> um, so I, I don't have like too much local fruit. Like I'm not the best at that. Just my life circumstances mm-hmm. <laughs> have just made it easiest. You know, it's easiest for me to just go to Costco and that's what I did in Hawaii. So I did in New Jersey. Um, but I didn't like the fruit in Hawaii and wow. Yeah, I am interested to go back to Hawaii at some point because I do want to try it again because I want to see like, okay, was it my taste buds? Was it, (laughs) you know, I don't know. Like I felt to me, it tasted like a lot of chemicals. Um, And so that was like with some of the fruit and then with like the mangoes, like people are like, oh my God, they're the best mangoes. And I don't like the really stringy mangoes. And I, they were very stringy and yeah, like oh, Hawaii was fun for like the tropical fruit. Like to tr- I tried a whole bunch of new fruit that I had never tried before, you know, like white sapote and, um, and egg fruit and, uh, uh, yeah, just like all the noni, <laughs> which I didn't like, but <laughs> you know, all these tropical fruits that were really fun to try. I, was really glad I got to try them there. But Florida also has those. Like Miami fruit is very close to where I live. Mm -hmm. And so I can, you know, go there. I've been to a couple events where they've been and, you know, I can try their tropical fruit. So 
Um, and here, like I, there's a place that sells in Miami, there's a place that sells durian. So I've gotten durian from there a couple times. So like there's been fun fruit and I've tried, even when I was in New Jersey, I was trying new fruit. Like that was the first time I think I tried star fruit and the first time I tried golden kiwi. Uh, so, you know, it's like, I find fruit, like trying new fruit is like the way to keep this lifestyle really fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I do that no matter where I live. And mm -hmm. for the, but for the majority of my diet, I'm eating like really standard Costco food. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So that's good for people to know because Costco is basically everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, the prices are great. It's a great way to buy in bulk. The one thing that really sucks is the packaging. Like there's so much packaging and so much plastic, but yeah. you know, nothing is perfect. So like one thing I've learned in life, nothing is perfect. There's always advantages and disadvantages to everything. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, Costco just feels the best and that's just what works for me right now. Cool. Yeah. So you have an ebook that you recently published on I raw did. food recipes, which, yeah. you know, everybody wants raw food recipes. They want to know how to do it in a fun way that's sustainable. Mm -hmm. And you said that there's no added salt, which I was yes. really surprised about. <laughs> Uh, we recently actually did an episode on how most salts available on the market is contaminated with microplastics and decided that the solution would be to move towards using celery as salt mm -hmm. or getting off salt completely. Mm -hmm. But this can be a challenge because salt is one of those huge craving triggers. So mm -hmm. how do people get off the salt addiction wheel? Like I would think going cold turkey would have them making unhealthy decisions due to the intense cravings. So I have to be honest, like for me, I was never someone who went for salty foods ever. Mm. <laughs> I always had a sweet tooth. Like I was a candy and cupcake fiend. Mm. <laughs> so I was like always going for the sweets. Uh, I would never, like if there was an option between candy and like potato chips, like I would not care. Like I did not care at all about mm. <laughs> potato chips and fries. Like I never liked those foods. Um, so yeah, let's, you know, I'm not the best person because I never had that craving for the salty foods, but, and I never added salt into my foods ever. Like I never took a salt shaker in my life and like turned it over and put it on my food. Oh, so not even in your salad dressings. Never. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Like, so, I noticed for me personally, like, mm -hmm. especially when you were talking about if you worked in an office, what mm -hmm. your meals would look like. Mm -hmm. And I've done that before where I've done like smoothies all day and I really hated it. After mm -hmm. the first 32 ounce smoothie, which is typically <laughs> what I do in the morning, I need something savory. I need mm -hmm. some kind of salt. So you don't have that, that feeling at all. No. So for me, the savory, like, and I do, I agree with you. Like if I go with like too much fruit, you know, unless it's a cleanse and I'm very intentional about it. Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm having just fruit and I'm like not seeking to cleanse, mm -hmm. um, I will definitely be craving something savory. So not salty, but savory. Mm -hmm. And for me, the greens, definitely, like, as long as I have greens, then I am satiated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I do include, um, and this is something that I learned 
think this was in like my culinary because I also like was an assistant at Matthew Kenny culinary <laughs> for a brief period of time. Mm-hmm. And so it's either from that or when I, I also like got my raw food nutrition certification from a culinary institute. Um, so from Living Light Institute in Fort Bragg, California. Um, so yeah, I don't remember exactly where I learned this, but I learned that if you do have like cravings for salt or you're seeking a salty flavor that you can use celery. Like you said, you can use lemon juice that actually gives a salty flavor. Um, you can have the greens and then you can also use your sea veggies. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like nori, like I like having nori because that also gives me that savory, um, filling (laughs) that I need. Um, and then you like kelp and yeah, all the sea veggies. Yeah. So your new book is called High Vibe Recipes, mm-hmm. All Raw Vegan Recipes. Mm-hmm. Can we look forward to simple, easy recipes? Is that the theme? Like, so stupid easy. <laughs> <laughs> They're so easy. They're all five ingredients or less, which is crazy because I used to watch all these videos of people making recipes and they'd be at like their ninth ingredient. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to buy all these things. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, they're all five ingredients or less with the exception of one has six ingredients. Um, they all are just made in the blender. Like you don't have to do anything else. Mm-hmm. They're so easy. It's like so crazy. Like I felt like a crazy person even charging for this, but I was like, no, I, I put in the work. I made this ebook. Like I put these recipes together. I made these flavor combinations. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's very much needed because I have a lot of people that come to me and say, you know what? I have kids. We have a busy schedule. Like mm-hmm. how exactly does this work? So it's good to have quick recipes. Mm-hmm. And the other question I wanted to ask is like, um, for all of these recipes, are they kid-friendly? I mean, how, how does it work for families? Um, so what would be your, like, what would make something kid-friendly? <laughs> and that's the question, right? It's so interesting <laughs> to me how there's always a kid's menu. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess for me, because, like, I, I used to own a juice bar in Chicago, and okay. the children used to gravitate to the smoothies and not so much the juices. Mm-hmm. And there was there were two smoothies in particular. One of them was a green smoothie that had pineapple. Uh, apple juice was the base. Mm-hmm. And um, there was mango was in it. So it was mm-hmm. sweet. It was green, but it was sweet. Like you wouldn't taste the vegetables. And that was definitely kid-friendly. They liked that one. Mm-hmm. And then the banana smoothie because it was sweet and creamy. Gotcha. So then I would say, yes, all of them are super kid friendly because I have a major sweet tooth and like, I'm like a butterfly. Like I need things to be so sweet. Yeah. So I'm like a child. I'm like a child in a 34 year old woman's body, you know, (laughs) like I am, I think like a child, I act like a child and I clearly, I now know I eat like a child. (laughs) So yeah, they're definitely super kid friendly and they're sweet. I, and I did, yeah. And I asked because I don't really interact with kids very often. Yeah. Um, But I used to nanny for two vegan boys and they would just, you know, they were always asking for fruit. They always wanted like, um, bananas, I think, you know, I just remember giving avocado. I remember giving them a lot of fruit, Mm -hmm. you know, like I would give them their 
uh, I don't know, lentils or tofu or whatever, and they would they wouldn't want it. You know, they wanted the fruit. How old were they? <laughs> they were two. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's perfect. Because that's like when you start them off eating this way, it's easier because their palates just, you know, can identify the natural flavors instead of being indoctrinated by all these hyper intense fruit, you know, sweet, <laughs> fake flavoring type of foods. Mm-hmm, that's definitely. awesome. And yeah. then the other thing, too, is, is getting the children when they're of age involved in making this stuff. Mm-hmm. Definitely get excited about it and they have more deeper connection with the food. Definitely. And, and it's funny, I was just thinking the other day about when I first started like having fun in the kitchen and like for me, cooking was always such an overwhelming, like the word cooking would like give me anxiety, (laughs) you know? And so I never really learned how to cook ever. And so when I actually discovered the raw vegan lifestyle, I was like, oh my God, I don't have to cook. This is the greatest thing ever. Right. Um, but, but anyway, <laughs> but anyway, like when I first, I remember this memory of like when I first started like having fun in the kitchen, the first time I ever experimented with food. And it was like a friend and was over at my house. We were in like elementary school. And we were like, okay, like, let's make different flavor combinations. And we would randomly, like, take things out of my kitchen and, like, put them together. And it would be sometimes, you know, disgusting, like an M&M and a pickle or something. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes it would be good. Like, it would be, I don't even remember, you know, something that actually tasted good. And that was the first time I ever thought about combining food and flavors and, like, playing with things. And so... That was my, and I still feel like that's how I am today. I'm like that elementary school girl, you know, like playing with the different ingredients in the kitchen and like seeing like, does it taste bad? Does it taste good? Uh, so yeah, I do feel like getting kids excited about food. And, and I actually have a passion to really like get all people excited about fruit. Um, yes. because you know, I feel like it's so fun. It's like, to me, like fruit is like so fun. It's like, it's sweet. It's colorful you can like play with it you can smell it like it's you can combine it in different ways and it creates new flavors like it's to me like it's like a game you know it's like super fun yeah (laughs) so I feel like I am really on a, a path to make other people excited about fruit in the way like I find it fun and exciting not just for kids but for everybody yeah yeah that's awesome so which uh, recipe out of all the recipes in your book, which one do you mm-hmm. find is like the best out of all of them? Or my, your- cream, my favorite's the creamy tomato sauce. I love Ooh. it. And yeah. that's a salad dressing. It is. Yeah. So all it's like six. Yeah. So there's nine recipes. Six of them you can use as like a dressing or a dip or you know however it's like your more savory element. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I can't wait to try it. And congratulations on the book and it being complete and out into the world. And everyone should go get this book. It's super affordable. And like you said, the recipes are quick and easy, which is basically what everyone's been asking for. So for sure. Yeah. And it's only $5 and 55 cents. And I, you know, made it that price because, you know, it's all the, all the recipes are five ingredients or less, but I really just like wanted it to be that like, everyone can get this ebook. It's like, they have nothing to lose and only high vibes to gain. That's like the slogan I came up with. Yeah. And I just really feel like that's what it is. It's like, 
anyone can get it. Everyone should. <laughs> and it's, it's awesome. And will bring you like super high vibes if you make the recipes. Awesome. High vibration. <laughs> Lori, tell people where to find you. I'll also have the links in the show notes, but you can um, let them know how to find you on social media. Sure. Um, so first I want to say the ebook is available at bit.ly slash high vibe ebook. And then you can find me on Instagram at story of Lori, Lori, L-O-R-I on YouTube at youtube.com slash Lori Weiss, L-O-R-I-W-E-I-S-S. Uh, yeah, those are my social medias. <laughs> yes. And all the links, including the link to the book, High Vibe Recipes will be in the show notes. you hate wax on your produce, wouldn't it be nice to have organic produce delivered to your home every week at affordable prices? And not just any produce, but produce you get to pick that you actually like coming from a local farm? Let me rave some more about Imperfect Produce. I love this company. Not only are they making sure that small organic family farmers can make more money and avoid trashing perfectly good food, but they deliver that good food straight to your doorstep. Click on the link in the show notes for $10 off your first box of produce. Thank you so much for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe so you're notified on all our future episodes when they're released.